You're listening to the best of the TomBernardShow.com, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> well, I'd like to know if I was married to a horror piece of shit. <laughs> you could just look at her license. My. Special stripe. That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. <laughs> it's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. This is why I drink. We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and, you know, we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there and then call us back later. But the key is is that they don't know all their rights or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is? Is 800-770-7008. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had the one and only Finesse Mitchell in studio, putting a little finesse on the comedy. Next on the Best of... Hey. Welcome back to Soul Train, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> where's the scramble board? <laughs> yeah, where's the word scramble? I tell you what, to this day, my favorite word scramble on Soul Train, my favorite of all time, Don Cornelius with Soul Train. Let's go to the mix board, because it would mix up magnetic letters on the board. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, one mix puzzle said T-Mister. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I might have to put that T behind the mystery. That was phenomenal. It was a T mystery. And the people still couldn't figure it out. So what the hell does that say? You know, is that a different language? or uh, you know, I love that stuff. So, love, peace, and soul. Yeah. You don't know nothing about that. Did you ever watch Soul Train? No, I didn't. How old are you? I'm 26. Yeah, almost 27. I did. You did. You know who I saw on Soul Train many years ago was Johnny Guitar Watson. I love. You know Johnny Guitar Watson? You're too young for that. Too young, but I know who he is. I love Johnny Guitar Watson. Oh, Soul Train ran until 2006. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. My my father-in-law did Soul Train. Really? Three times. Yeah. Really? El DeBarge. Remember DeBarge? Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Married his daughter. I didn't know that. El DeBarge can sing, man. Woo. What? Talking about sex happening. 
because El yeah, he put you in. A, you remember that? You remember El Debarge? Oh yeah. You you didn't, didn't, oh yeah. You didn't create his grandchildren listening to him, did you? Oh uh, no, that's one rule we have in our house. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, like, yeah, you will yeah, not yeah. play any of those songs. Yeah, <laughs> let's not did be he have that. a love child with Janet? Uh, his brother did. Or brother. Okay. Yeah. His brother did. Yeah. <laughs> well, you trying to some... blame it on his relative. Yeah. Why are you trying I to can't like... remember which <laughs> DeBarge <laughs> She was right. There was a DeBarge, but was a DeBarge. I can't mm-hmm. remember which one it was. Mm-hmm. The whole group, DeBarge. <laughs> the whole, yeah. yeah. It was a whole group called DeBarge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A really good group, too. I, was... yeah, I remember seeing Rosie Perez on Soul Train. Rosie dancing. Perez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had she a... have that fake accent she has now? <laughs> I don't think she talks. That so fake. It's what is her accent now? Well, let me tell you something. It's like, where did that come from all of a sudden? You could barely understand her now. That sounded yeah. like a... Don't tell me what it sounds like. You, <laughs> you, if I get called that, a racist, I would say... No, I was going to sound like that sounded like uh, Cheech in uh, Desperado. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was behind the bar. Cheech I don't know if you're, was telling like. the story. <laughs> so I had the a guy had a suitcase full of guns. <laughs> I, had a crush on your aunt. <laughs> I had a crush on your aunt. You had a crush Bunny? Mm-hmm. Bunny. the barge? Yeah. yeah, we all had a crush. Crush on Bunny. Bunny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen to JB. They'll get all wound up. He gets a little feta in him. He's all wound up now. Mm-hmm. That's feta so cheese, people. Feta cheese. Feta cheese. I don't want you to think it's alcohol. No, it's not. I, well, I just tell everybody. Feta is a type of alcohol? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What makes you thinking about alcohol? <laughs> yeah, what? Glug, everybody glug. heard him say feta. Glug, glug. That's what I heard. That's what, we, that's what I heard. heard. Melissa heard. Um, <laughs> that's what Melissa heard. If you don't know what it smells like, just any, just go into any gym locker. Yeah. <laughs> it, like. it is a little... Uh, Pungent. Yes. But, but it pungent. tastes good. Yes, it does. Pungent. I love that. Is that is good stuff. So. Yeah. It's a Greek salad. You're not going to throw blue cheese mm-hmm. on it. Greek salad. Why not? Some of the best things smell bad. What's well, true? But tastes good. <laughs> and for instance, uh, I'm not going there. I, I, just, I was going to see that was a setup. I was setting it up for no, somebody. No, no, else. no, no, no. That was a setup. My baby boy's right over think. there, so I can't do it. That was the that was the alley oop, and then somebody JB, you were supposed to boom. No, that's all right. All right, JB. No, JB. Guess we both on probation. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's the deal. Well, we are. Well, we are on this side of the table. Yeah. Yeah. So am I, though. Do you know that? You could look it up. Well, you are 2% black. 4%. Oh, is it 4%? Point did, did you do your Ancestry.com? No, my wife did. She did it for you? I'm all Western Europe, uh-huh. and then 4% black and 3% Jewish. Uh-huh. It's all uh, Africa. Yeah. My brother so. did it and found out we're 4.9% European. Don't be telling me uh-huh. that thing about the Native American thing. Making up not, goes along. I can't. You know, what he's doing? you know what he told me on the air one time? Something sad. He said, my ancestry's unbelievable. And I'm telling you the truth, I'm 5% Blackfoot Indian. I said, you lie like hell. Well, we were 12% something else. So, so just something else, but you don't know what else. it is? So I still can claim that heritage. Mm. <laughs> just claiming a tribe. Exactly. Just claiming a tribe. No, that's what we were told as kids. Just that's because y'all pick had... a tribe and own it. Or That's because y'all actually had black feet. So they were just like... <laughs> And her last name is her last name is Blackshear. So Blackshear, so JB, yeah. JB, John Blackshear, John Blackshear Jr. So he's the same birthday with me. Yeah, that's Do my you? son. Good kid. Really? They're mm-hmm. much better. How kid did y'all meet? JB. Yeah, I was, he was panhandling. <laughs> that was the first time I was I was introduced. Randolph. There was some new <laughs> <in> town. <laughs> <laughs> when I 
was, I love it. <laughs> when I was in college, uh, matter of fact, at the university, I knew all the sport, sports announcers in town, and one that's mm. a close, uh, well, a friend of his, Mark Rosen, mm-hmm. introduced me to him, and we, we were at a gopher basketball game, and we were talking, and he actually invited me on the morning show, and I didn't show up. What a shock. And then I sh- <laughs> ran into him again somewhere, somehow, he goes, I thought I, in- I invited you to the show, and I said, I thought you were BSing me. Mm-hmm. He goes, I don't BS people. I was like, okay, I'll see you next week. But unfortunately, that J- was 30-something years. JB picked wow. up a new job he didn't know he was going to pick up, though. What was that? JB spends his whole life now telling white people that I'm not a racist. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> his whole life. No, this can soup. no he's not. Because most he's people not. will hear me talking to you like the way I'm talking to you, they, right. and they think I'm being disrespectful and racist. And right. They don't get it. They don't have a clue. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, they I get it. I, I don't understand this whole deal with all of a sudden all white people are experts on Not black all culture. of them. 89%. <laughs> not 89 Well, it depends on what state you're in. In this state, it's more like 99%. 99%? Yeah. Should I tell Finesse my story about the man on the stoop? Oh, you'll love this story. What? So I grew up over North Minneapolis over here, a very mixed neighborhood, Jews, blacks, and Catholics. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, that's how it was back in the day. So I'm walking down Plymouth Avenue, and there's this old black man sitting on the stoop, and he's got his, you know, bag, bottle in a bag, the mm-hmm. whole deal. He goes, hey, kid, where are you from? I said, I live around here. I live like two blocks over that way. He goes, what? I've never seen you around here before. I said, no, I'm, I'm from around here. He goes, boy, let me tell you something. You know the people that come around here because it's a poor, poor, poor neighborhood? If anybody comes around you and says they want to help you out, watch your back. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that as long as I live. It was phenomenal. That's true. Oh, That's that old is? man advice. That's that an old black man advice. <laughs> well, it's kind of true no matter where you are, though. Yeah, watch your Someone back. Someone just walks now. up to you and says, oh, let me help you out. It's like... Why? Mm-hmm. Well, we had. That's the, because Andy's suspicious of everything. Oh, yeah. When, when I had, first walked in, JB was like, let me get the door. I said, get away from me! <laughs> <laughs> get my own door. I don't know you get like that. We had the sad incident <laughs> last week in uh, Baltimore. The minister and his wife were in a car. And the wife, they, they were at a stop sign. And the wife lowered her window to give a woman who had a sign oh, some no. money. Oh, no. And when she got the window down, some guy hopped out, stabbed her in the chest, what? grabbed her gold chain. And the woman Jeez. stole her Full purse. of great stories, JB. <laughs> I know, right? This is the day JB Bring Down the Mood Hour. <laughs> I see so why, I'm, I see I'm why he's been around for 30 years. No! Oh, I'm educated. Educate with something funny. <laughs> Why does everybody die in your story? You I have an accidentally. <laughs> I know, right? I have something that's accidentally funny. What? WBFF, uh, the headline Baltimore panhandlers say donations are down since stabbing. Yeah. Well, See? I suppose. I wonder yeah. why. Two. Right. Probably true would get stabbed. You, if I either give you money or I get stabbed, which one would I like? Yeah, I don't. That's not good. That's a that's that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Thanks, I'm not opening. I'm not up. opening up my door on the side of the no, road to nope. give anybody anything. Nope. I don't keep. Yeah. If you have time to make that little sign, you have time to go fill out something else and I like it. Get mm-hmm. a job. Hey, I like it. If you got time to lean, you got time to clean. Man, <laughs> oh, listen to JB, Mister Philosopher, down there. <laughs> Vanessa, I got to tell you. Oh, but I should mention, by the way, tonight it's seven. What is it? Seven and nine thirty, and then tomorrow at seven thirty and nine forty-five. Or is it the other way around? No. 
I want to make sure I get that right. Tonight. Why, why do you change the time from Friday to Saturday? Because people well, stay out later on Saturdays. Actually, it's 7.30. Don't be shaking your head. <laughs> I didn't say nothing. I was waiting for you to bash her, and I was going <laughs> to piggyback out for you. <laughs> but I was going to bash her first. I was going to be like, what do you know at 26, <laughs> nine years old? No, no. That's okay. what I thought, always thought. But What's I, that? Correct me if oh, I'm wrong. No, it's, it's Friday night, 7.30 and 9.45, because people get off work. and they have to nah, That makes sense. And they don't want to come that late on Saturday? Well, on Saturday, it's Saturday more of a day. They get all day. They don't have to work on Sunday. Best stand-up comedy show is in town this weekend, people. Starting tonight, if you haven't seen. Richard Pryor's in uh, town? No, his cousin, <laughs> his Finesse cousin. Pryor. His cousin. His little cousin, Finesse Mitchell Pryor, is in yes, town. Yes, yes, Mudbone Jr. is in <laughs> oh, town. Mudbone. Married to a debarge. Married to a debarge. And the, good, after party. and the after party, <laughs> oh, the after party is on the other side of the comedy room in the comedy bar. Yes, yes it is. That is the after party. You don't have to go far. The drink's going to keep flowing. Finesse Mitchell will be there. JB will not be there mm-hmm. cheering everybody up with his stories. <laughs> um, this is going to be a great time. This, uh, kitten who got strangled this one time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Finesse Mitchell in town, ladies and gentlemen, at Rick Bronson's house comedy. Beautiful venue. It's great to have you back in town. Do you know I have a one-hour special out now? Yes. It's called The Spirit Told Me to Tell You. It's on Showtime. You People, let me tell you something. It's been a phenomenal year for Finesse Mitchell. Once again, I have been cast on a show for ABC Network, a spinoff of The Middle. I don't know if people remember the show. Love The Middle. I didn't know they did a spinoff of The Middle. They're doing one. They took The Middle Child from The Middle, Eden Share, and did a spinoff. I'm not surprised. Susu in the city. I'm not surprised it's her. And because I want to keep the flow consistent with what JB is doing, I just found out the show is not going to be picked up. It's not. Uh, So it started out great, but it ends with me being stabbed in the chest because I let my window down. Well, this says it was passed on by ABC, but it's still being shopped. So yes, is that what it says? Yeah, you just made my day. Maybe Netflix. Netflix. Seriously, if it's it'll get on Netflix. Absolutely. Uh, president of Warner Brothers uh, Pic- Studios loves it. Loved the show. And he, this is my this is my luck, Tom. I, I, I promise you. I've been on at least luck. ten shows. Remember, I was on Roadies yep. with Cameron Crowe and J.J. Abrams <clears throat> on Showtime. How do they get canceled? Yeah, I don't know that. How do you cancel J.J. Abrams and Cameron Crowe? <laughs> it's true. I'll do. I can see if it was like a Tyler Perry production. No, this is J.J. Abrams. Tyler Perry must have been it. a sexual assault something in their Me Too problem somewhere in the pipeline. JB. You don't need any help to bring anything down. <laughs> yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't need you any help. I can see what, why you are on this podcast. <laughs> JB. JB. Hey, um, this is I, my 10th show, though, that probably has not ten. made it to air. But I think, because you said that, Andrew, Andy, that um, Andrew, it might, Andy. we might. I, I, saw, I did, I I did see it. a missing dog poster today on my way in. Okay. And well, you are just <laughs> lighting up the lamps, aren't you? Cry. And it did say, Who has me? It did say, It says, Who has me? Picture the dog, oh, and the dog is a Doberman. Oh. <laughs> it said, "Who has me?" I was like, "Who, who would steal me? a Doberman?" Who would steal a Doberman? <laughs> yeah, for real. Who that's, has? That's yeah. And big letters at top of it. Who has who me? Has me? It's like not missing or dog lost. It says, "Who has me?" I think it's phenomenal. <laughs> that's all I know. I just love. You know, so does honestly. that pass? It's funny. <clears throat> no. Okay. <laughs> 
You have to do at least two in a row. Shot you down. Because anybody can get lucky once. That's lucky. Vanessa, did you shoot any scenes for the the spinoff yet? Yeah, we shot the whole pilot. It's phenomenal, man. We had a great cast. Eaton is amazing, and we were just kind of bummed to get that news. But 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 think. Speaking of bad luck. The president of the network at the time, who was at the table read, who ordered the pilot, who was like, I want this pilot. She stepped down from ABC right at the beginning of uh, November, right before Thanksgiving. She steps down. Mm. And we get her Channing Dungy or something like that. Uh, But she was also the woman who, you know, got rid of Roseanne for her comments. Right, right. And while everybody was behind her and praised her and said she did the right thing, I think now that the Connors isn't doing so well. No, not well at all. They are probably those same people are kind of like, yeah, you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the next thing true. you know, she's stepping down. And, of course, the pilot was living and breathing with her because it was her pilot. Yes, absolutely. So we kind of knew that and the writing was on the wall. Yeah. And there's no way of bringing, well, unless they go with the Dallas she dream. The, the, no, the <laughs> Dallas dream thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way they'll be, be able to bring Roseanne back. I suppose that's true. I don't Should know. Roseanne be back on TV, Tom? Uh, I do believe if she really is honest about saying she thought the woman was white, I guess so. I, I don't know. I, don't, I and and I believe Valerie, that. Uh, what's her name? I Valerie. She was. Uh, what's the woman's name? Oh, what geez. the hell's her last name? Valerie, Valerie Jackson. Not Valerie Jackson. <laughs> you made it up as you go along. <laughs> and it's not Bert and Nellie. Her name either. is Janet Jackson. I'm not what's sure. Her, what's her name, Andy? Uh, Valerie Harper. No, Valerie. Valerie Jarrett. Jarrett. Valerie Jarrett. There you go. Very close. Valerie Jarrett was not offended. <laughs> by it and she's told everybody that does not offend it's not that big a deal i think it was a knee-jerk reaction to from the network to canner once again they just want to be in everybody's favor and it's just oh i don't want to seem like i offended anyone of color well they're human beings just like you what the hell do you i hate that when they do that i was trying to i was trying to get to a store before i got here and buy some tackies they locked the door when you came (laughs) up You weren't going to buy Takis for me. <laughs> yes, I was. I've never had Takis. <laughs> me either. I don't hear great things about like them, Like I said, though. they smell like feet. Yeah. That's yeah, not good. That's no, not but so does feta cheese, so. That's not. <laughs> and that's delicious. Oh, we got to take a break here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. We'll be right back in two minutes, Tom Bernard. Two minutes. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Feliz Navidad. Vanessa Mitchell on the best of, and it is that time of year, so yeah, Christmas music. It's gonna keep happening for a couple weeks. Coming up next, we had comedian Sean Patton in the studio. Next on the best of. I don't play. I love this song. I know. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Maybe I start talking like that. Hey, Tom, what's in the news? Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> would be good. I would That's, like that. I think the only Thanksgiving song out there. It might be. You might be right about that. Sean Pat with us, ladies and gentlemen. How have you been, sir? I have been. I, I didn't realize this was a Thanksgiving song. <laughs> it's not. No. Okay. <laughs> we were. We were. We were. Uh, one, one day we were trying to figure out if there actually is a Thanksgiving song. 
There is not. No. I can't no. think of one. Well, they have the Thanksgiving theme on this Charlie Brown Christmas album. Mm. The, so, well, that's okay. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Thanksgiving time. They <laughs> change the words. Everyone, just, everyone just gets so. It's a time of year where everyone's too apathetic because they're so full. They're like I don't want to write a song. Yeah. You're <laughs> tired. I'm going to stare at the floor. Yeah, I understand that. You know, that's one thing that I, I I do love that though. The Charlie Brown got so big, still makes what a hundred million a year, something like that. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah, it makes huge dough. But the guy wow. invented Charlie Brown and uh, uh, above a barber shop in St. Paul, Minnesota. That's really? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. There's a big. There's a outside of the Acme Comedy Club. There's a mm-hmm. the Tribune. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. and there's a Lucy statue. Yep. Yeah, yep. There is, yeah, they're all over. There's yeah. a bunch of them all over the cities because Lucy, Charlie Brown, yeah. uh, Linus, Joe Mauer. Do they have Joe Mauer? Sid Hartman. Sid Hartman. Or is it just St. Paul? No, it's in yeah. there in Minneapolis. Okay. There's actually there's one um, at the Five Eight Club in Champlin. Oh, okay. There's a huh. there's a I think it's a Snoopy. Well, there's a Snoopy up there. Or yeah, it's either Snoopy or Charlie Brown. I can't remember. Linus reminds me of a younger me. Yeah, you so? <laughs> he's, got that, he's got that big beard like you. Yeah, it's dirty. I used to have just a cloud of just dirt. Oh, oh, right, pig was pen. It? That's oh, was pig it? pen. Pig pen, that's who it is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Linus was the blanket. The blanket kid. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that too. He reminds me of myself too. <laughs> there you go. I used to carry a blankie. But for different reasons. I used to, Bl- carry, <laughs> I used to carry a blanket <laughs> and a Linus doll. There, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, you guys are some real Charlie Brown heads yeah. in here. Oh yeah, no doubt. All right. He's from no here, question. so everyone's. It's like it's like how everyone in Minnesota loves. Prince. Well, I didn't grow up here. Remember? Uh, I think everybody it's in the true. Yeah. No, when did you move here? 1980, fall of 1980. Oh, so you know, 38 years, is a pretty good amount of time. You're yeah. Minnesotan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 At this point. Yeah, when I turned 39, I went. I've officially now spent more time here than I did in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I if you do anything for 30 years, it's officially what you are. <laughs> I would agree. You know? yeah. I've been with yeah. my wife for 37 years, so that's probably going to last. There you go. Let's I'm hope thinking. so. I'm thinking. You know, 37 years. 37. You've been married 34 years. I don't know how the hell it ever happened either. Wow. He's far too good for me. My grandparents have been together for like 72, I think. Yeah, they're 95 and 92 years old. Yeah, so that's Not a long time to do anything, including live. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you, like at 72 years with someone, like what are you, you must be able to communicate telepathically at that Yeah, that's point. what I was thinking. <laughs> like, at what yeah. point do you yeah. even have to talk yeah, anymore? exactly right. Just nodding and breathing, like... No. Well, honestly, your grandpa, I don't really think, does talk very much. No, he doesn't. <laughs> so, no, no, he doesn't talk. Grandma's yeah. the talker. So she must know every little thing about him oh, yeah. <laughs> by now. Yeah. You know, That's I impressive. Catherine. Honestly, Catherine's my wife. Been with huh. 37 years, 34 years married. I could be on the phone. When I hang up, I can go like, oh, son of a bitch. And she goes, oh, you love chaos, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Why, why do I love chaos? But, and then you're like, but I do. You know? well, I, do. <laughs> I, I do love chaos. You do seem to invite it. Yeah. Yeah. I do not invite chaos. There are, there are no. people that it just, you can't get away from it. I can. Yeah. And I'm the My same way. Life. I just, I walk in a room and sit down and just want to, I know. It's like, the world go away and well, my phone will ring and somebody will be like meh, meh, meh. it's like oh. right, today, today I can guarantee you one thing I used to do this but Catherine made a rule that after 5.30 on Fridays do not answer the phone if it's anybody real, from, yeah. from the company 
So don't even answer the phone because it's always yeah. a major problem. Always. Yeah, the company's to, what we call the mob, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. To, to exactly the point right. that I tried to call you last week to make sure you were okay, and I just oh, never heard back it. from you. Oh, that's not, oh, I didn't have my phone on. That's probably why. When I left you a message, I said, you know what, don't though? want anything. We just want to make sure you're okay. That's the other thing. I don't want money, so <laughs> I answer the phone. I don't, think, I don't know that I've ever, you've ever called me and said, Tom... I need you to build me a house. I don't remember that happening. No, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna call you every day, Friday at five twenty nine p.m. <laughs> He's still answering his phone. One minute. Aha! Gotcha. Gets me. Well, it did used to be like every night you every spent night. at least half of the time on the phone, starting like from the time you got home till the time you went to bed. Oh yeah, it's it's been that way my whole life. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, well, I I like I just turned forty, so I now I now I'm like now I am an elder and I can tell wise tales. But I remember, I still remember a time pre-cell phone. Oh, yeah. pre- me, sure. me too. I'm, yeah. I'm 32. And, 32. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. All right. My first cell phone was uh, BlackBerry, and you know, yeah, who buys Blackberries anymore? When they bring yeah. back flip phones, I, I love flip phones. <laughs> That's what I had. Like I had a big. flip phone. They're like this big. Yeah. I loved it. I know a couple. Yeah. I know a couple of comedians. Ari Shafir still has a I flip phone. I love Ari. How's he doing? Doing man? great. Doing great. I, I haven't seen him in a long time. I he love Ari. still has a flip phone. Hmm. Still to this it's day, phenomenal. he just he won't. You can still buy. They still make them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, um, the New Orleans Saints wide receiver, Michael Thomas, claims he had to go to, like, a liquor store to find a flip phone. <laughs> yeah. actually, he, actually, he had two. Because yeah, yeah. he didn't know which direction he was going to score, yeah. but he was going to pull oh, out a flip right. phone. That's right. And he put oh. one under each goalpost. Which yeah, is such a strange homage to pay to <laughs> Joe Horn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Saints, because they lost that game. That <laughs> Joe Horn did it. Yeah. They lost that game. Yeah. I, I was there. I was at that oh, you game. were? Yeah. And it was just Are you from New Orleans? Originally? I am, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Why don't a, you have an accent? Uh, I, I guess because if you live in the city. Yeah, I've also true. lived in yeah, New York true. for 12 years almost. So yeah. yeah, that's true. But, like, I mean, I do. I, I joke about it on stage, but, like, a real New Orleans accent is far more like a New York accent. Yeah. It's far more, like, city and cab drivery than, mm-hmm. than it is by you mouth. Yeah. You know? I'm going to New All Orleans next month. So, Are you? Yeah, I'm excited. For what? We're going to Wizard World Comic Con. There's a com- There's a wizard in New Orleans. This happens? yes. Oh, first man, first weekend crazy. in January. I love really? the fact that you just excited Sean Patton. That never happens. <laughs> I mean, I'm, You're I excited. Didn't, I didn't know there was a Wizard Con in New Orleans. First yeah. weekend of January. Yeah, I'll be there. Sweet. Still, I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna go to Wizard Con. That's <laughs> all excited. That's gonna go, man. Because because you can go and there is uh, so much. Have you ever been? I have never been to New Orleans. So you understand that the the, the drinking and the food and, and the debauchery will will be there surrounding wizardry. Oh, the food is so <laughs> Everybody's going right. to be dressed up as superheroes, getting drunk. Oh, and just getting <laughs> hammered and, and eating. And Very just, nice food. Oh, yeah. yeah, food's wonderful. Just housing po'boys. And, <laughs> yep. Oh, I, I can't like wait po-boys. to be a part of this. You should, everyone should. It's a delicious sandwich. Sure. They can't make it anywhere else in the country properly. It's all, right. You'll see when you're there. It's all about the bread. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's, what's the secret to a New Orleans po'boy? The bread. Yeah. You wouldn't Which I that. can't have. <laughs> oh, that's right. Gluten-free. Well, Gluten-free. You observe it. I'll eat it for you. <laughs> I'll describe it for you as I'm eating it. Like, oh, I like that. So you have a cape? What's that? You have a cape? I'll get one. 
Let's get one. Let's get me a cape. <laughs> Dress up good. as Batman. I, I think I would. I would. I almost want to make up my own superhero. Sure. Just walk should. around. You should. I don't know what mine would be. Oh, Volume yeah, I'm man. A, I'm a uh, Atomic Man. You haven't heard of? <laughs> you haven't heard of Atomic Man before? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Atomic I'm man. a Normal Man. <laughs> I have the superpowers of an, or, an average guy. <laughs> and when well, that there, would be Batman. There you go. Pretty, Pretty much, yeah. Pretty you much. Go, yeah. You have to go to Mrs. B's. I love Mrs. Mrs. B's. B's. Just a little cafe on the corner. It's really, really good. I'll have to Mrs. Check B's. It out. Yeah. yeah. All the food there is phenomenal. Wait, Man, it's good. If you if you don't it can't have bread because you're gluten free. So you do you drink alcohol? I certain alcohol. Beer, I you can't. I drink like cider, like Reds, okay. apple cider, if I want heroin. Like, she does that. Yeah, I do heroin. Yeah, yeah. No gluten and heroin. Uh, and like certain certain alcohols, yeah, I can't have certain rums. I can't. Sure. Have. Oh, really? Yeah. Rum. They, There's gluten in rum. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, gluten in everything. Ones. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. amazing how. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's certain seasonings have gluten in it. Oh, I didn't know that. Because they use it as a binder, so like our anti-caking. Do you uh, see spiced that? and flavored rum. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, why sense, would yeah. just rum have gluten in it? So it's spiced yeah. Many years ago, I used to date a woman that I would have to find gluten-free wine for. Yeah, but it only lasted yeah. two days, so I was not going to do I was waiting. That's why I said years ago, because <laughs> I was waiting ago. for the shot. Years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's wine. certain parts of the country that just have gluten in the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Like here. Yep. Like Wisconsin yeah. probably has oh, yeah. Just oh, yeah. gluten gluten patches. What's funny about that is Wisconsin and Minnesota have the more, more celiacs than any other state in the union. Yeah, Scandinavian, the Scandinavian deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I went just, to I went to I went to Norway last year. Uh, I mean, such a beautiful, insane place. But yeah, there you see you start to see the like. Oh, I've seen that before in Minnesota. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see the influence. It is weird though to grow up here mm-hmm. in the inner city and not be Scandinavian. Yeah. They do not like that at all. Yeah. Like, I'm too boisterous and too loud for them, and I, I give my opinion rather than go like this. You know, Sean, I, they won't look at you. One will look you in the eye to say something that might be a little critical. Yeah. It's oh. interesting. I feel like that's, I feel like the whole, we're all, we're getting that way as a society now. Yeah, we are. Well, you we know? have to. There's no, there, there's no privacy anymore. No. None. You have no privacy. Last night. No, actually, yeah. I'm out to, with a couple of clients for dinner last night, and they, they, they were talking about this. And they said, you want to know how much how much privacy you have? They Googled my name. Everything about me came up. Right. My home address, my telephone number, it all just popped right up. It's unbelievable. Yep. How that's, that's legal, I don't know. Well, I mean, I I was I I was just I was in China I was just in China, which is that's like you want to feel zero privacy or personal oh, space. Yeah, God. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, they're just you're just people are just up on top of you. Lot the concept of a line, they just don't. It doesn't apply. There's no line. You you you'll you can stand in a line. They'll form from time to time. But if there is a six inch gap between you and the person in front of you, <laughs> another Chinese person will be like, oh, that's they clearly don't want to be next. So I will scoop right in there, and you're like, oh, I I guess. And they don't do anything. Were you in, like, Shanghai? I was in... I, I, I went to Hong Kong first, which they don't, you know, they, they they like to remind you that they're not actually part of China yep. oh, yeah, until yeah. 2038. 
they yeah. become part yeah. of China again. Um, or there's a two, 2048 maybe. I forget. Yeah, yeah. They have 29 more years or 30 more years. Then I went uh, Hangzhou, Chengdu, which is the smallest city in China. It still has 11 million people. <laughs> um, still go. larger than any city in America. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, Shanghai, then Beijing. Then I went down to Singapore and Malaysia, uh, Kuala Lumpur as well. And what were you doing over there? Comedy. Really? And Performing they, they, for expats. And they do like... Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Expats. All expats right. and like... This is where China's destroying America. They all speak English pretty fluently. That's right here, yeah. Pretty fluent, like not, not, not. Some people are pretty. Some people struggle with it, but like they have an army of Americans over there teaching English, mm-hmm. right? For, and that's their and they for the kids from birth. So they're like they get they can understand what you're saying. Whereas like you hear when you hear Mandarin. And you're just like trying to keep up, like Jesus. I can't. It does at a certain point it doesn't even sound like individual words. It just sounds like yeah, like, yeah, a, no, like a tonal because it's no. also tonal. And that's the craziest thing too is like the tones don't even match. Like I think ma like that means mom, and then ma means horse, mm-hmm. and then ma means hemp. So it's like it's three <laughs> so things that don't me. even like that aren't even like in the same. Yeah, there's uh, there's yeah. flat, rising, falling, and then the the U shaped one, and then another one. Yeah, so it's like so. It's, it's I, so all, so every sound that you can make has four different meanings depending on the tone. Really? That you use. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's ridiculous. How do you say "f off" in Chinese? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure there's a way. I'm sure there is. <laughs> we had a kid that used to work just. His name was Justin Hawk. He taught English in China. Yeah. Many years, and then he married a woman from China. They moved back here, and he was working at KQRS. And the only bad—he's a great guy, really nice man. But the only bad side of him being there in yeah. the building is I would read a story about China, and we go, you know, like, you know, Jingzhao or something like that. And he'd come in and go, "Actually, it's not pronounced that." Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, Justin. Well, we're not in China, so I think I'll be able to slide. I, by. I get it, buddy. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> like, you moved somewhere because yeah. you have a fetish for the women, which is why ninety-five yep. percent of the people there it's are there. So true. Mm-hmm. Is, I was just telling yeah. Andy. I went to school with a gal that was obsessed with Koreans, yeah, yeah. and she moved to Korea to teach English so that she could find a Korean husband. Yeah, and, and I find like, that she hasn't it. done that. Yet, right, obviously, uh, because yeah. she's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Korea just legalized marijuana too, which is <clears throat> oh god, it's crazy. Yeah, because China, it's crazy that they're start. It's because China's heavy against it. Singapore, the, Singapore and Malaysia, they'll kill you for it. Really, they'll kill like like they love killing people in Singapore. When, when you fly into Singapore <laughs> and you get your you get your uh, um, your card, you're like uh, what's a V? Your you know your customs card it says right. in big bold bright lettering like drug trafficking punishable by death whoa <laughs> yeah hmm. i mean you know the opium trade did destroy that part of the world yeah, for a century yeah. so i get it but like it's, it's like it's a weed and then korea is like well we'll we'll go ahead and make that legal we will take a break be back in two minutes more with sean Patton. he's at acme tonight and tomorrow night right back more with sean Patton, tom bernard show best of the tom bernard podcast that was Sean Patton on the best of. Coming up next, closing out the show. We're opening up the old vault. All the way back to episode 72 with Jimmy Pardo. Next on the best of. Thank you.
Hello. Mr. Pardo. This is he. This is Thomas Bernard calling from the Tom Bernard podcast. Oh, hello, Thomas. I appreciate the uh, the official tone and name. <laughs> what do you think of that? You've never you never know me as Thomas before. It's always I, and, and nor do I care for it. Okay, we'll just go with Tom. This is Tom from KQ on the Tom Bernard podcast. Hello, Tom. So I was, I was trying to figure out how many times you've been on the KQ Morning Show over the years, and I think it's been like twenty. It's been a lot. It was, you know, there was a time there I was coming to Minneapolis, I want to say twice a year. Yeah, you were. So I was, uh, you know, luckily that slowed down. And I say luckily for the for the Minneapolis folk. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. I, I love coming to that city, but uh, there's only so much of my nonsense. When are you coming back? Oh, boy, probably too soon. Not <laughs> never too soon. It's never too uh, soon. You know what? I, don't, I was just, wasn't I just there? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, actually, well, no, it had to be about Five months ago, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, I know it was baseball season because I almost got in a fist fight with a scalper. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, that's a that's a true statement. Um, when, when let me, I'm looking at my what I call a calendar, fellas. You guys call them the same there in Minneapolis? A calendar, yeah, sure. You do call it a calendar, okay? Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to talk down to anybody. I want to try to relate. There it is. It was July 27, 20. I was there on my birthday, July twenty eighth. You were, and that July twenty eighth is the day. Here's what happened. I went for a um, my uh, my nightly run, and I did it. Uh, there was an, like a six oh five start for the Twins, and I decided to uh, go run around the stadium. And I, I actually had you know a little bit of money in my pocket, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? They're about the fourth inning at this point. I'll uh, I'll just grab some money from a grab a ticket from a scalper for the ten bucks or whatever I have in my pocket, and I'll go in." Right. And uh, so I said, you know, to a guy, you know, what, you know, how much do you want? And the first guy wanted like sixty bucks. I'm like, sixty bucks? They're already in the fourth inning. What are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, hey, go that's a tough ticket. I'm like, what well, tough ticket for you to get rid of? So then, uh, so I kept running, and I saw another guy who was a little farther away from the stadium, and I said. Uh, uh, and I just saw him sell tickets to somebody, and he's got like a big, like a, a laminated version of the map hanging around his neck. Right. And I saw him running, and I said, hey, how much do you want? He goes, I don't sell tickets. I go, <laughs> I go okay, what are you, you're just a guy that keeps people a map of the stadium? And he goes, uh, he goes, I don't sell anything. And then I said, I go, seriously, how much, uh, I go, what are you looking for? And by the way, he he won't look up from his phone. He keeps texting on his phone, and uh, I, and he's ignoring me now. And so I go, seriously, what do you want? And he's ignoring me. And I said, I got to assume you're texting a question on how to treat people like a human being. <laughs> yes. And he then goes, What did you say to me? <laughs> and I started running because I'm a wussy. <laughs> and maybe he's texting people to come and have me uh, be, 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 be uh, beat up. I don't know what he was doing. But it scared the hell out of me, and uh, I ran like hell and to get away from this guy. Well, I want to introduce you to everybody else on the show, and then I want to tell, tell a little tale about how I know you're not a wussy. Now, my <laughs> wife, Catherine, is usually on the podcast, but she's sicker than hell, so she didn't want to cough all over us. So. But our so daughter, sick. Alex, and our son, Andy, our, ne- our nephew, Sean Bernard, on the show, and Tony Lee. You, you'd remember Tony Lee from the KQ Morning Show about 12 years ago. Uh, he was on the KQ Morning Show until about 12 years ago and then left, but uh, he was there probably the first eight or ten times you came sure, in to do okay. the show. Sure, many moons ago. How are you, Jimmy? I'm doing very well, Tony. Good to hear your voice again. Now, here's how I know you're not a wussy. Uh, <laughs> and wait a second. I'm, are, are you, is the whole family tree covered in this podcast this morning? I want to make sure. That's correct. Okay, there's nobody. nobody's left out except for the sick wife. The sick wife, yeah, she's upstairs. <laughs> she will. She refuses to cough on us. All right. Well, that, you know what? Good for her. How long ago were you on Last Comic Standing? 
Oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. It, uh, a couple years ago. That was 2005. Was it really? Wow. Yeah, I remember it because uh, I got married in 2004, and then my dad actually got remarried in uh, 2005, and we happened to be in Chicago for my dad's wedding at the same time that uh, Last Comic Standing was shooting uh, in Chicago. I was watching it because you were on it. You know, like Dave Mordahl and Rich Voss were on the first season, so I watched it. And, you know, other other times. Uh, but I saw you were going to be on Last Comic Standing, so I tuned in. And it was the episode in which uh, you left. Yeah. And somebody said something to you, and you looked at him like you wanted to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> you know what? I was, uh, I was nauseated at the, at the entire experience. Oh, my God, were you pissed off. It was... Without giving too much away, because you know, uh, you know, these podcasts live in eternity. Um, yes, they do. I was promised some things behind the scenes that did not happen, and so you, what you're seeing on my face is just anger at show business. I mean, it was. I was furious. Uh, I oh I I hate contests to begin with. They sh- you know comedy is not about. I mean it's, every night it's a contest to get an audience to like you. Right. Uh, so to then add this added element of you're competing against your friends and and enemies for the you know as well. But and then so again I was I was talked into doing it. I was told do it in Chicago. That's perfect. You're in Chicago. We need to have some people out of Chicago. Like everything was. I was oh. So I was massaged into doing it against my will. I did it, and it went exactly the way I predicted it would. Really? Oh, well, I, it just, I just, I, I, look, I, I don't want to dismiss what I do. I, I think what I do is different than other comics. I think I'm funny. I'm, I'm just not a good four-minute comedian. Oh, I disagree with that. You're you're always funny. Well, listen, Tom Thomas, if I may. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, there are Jake Johansson, brilliant little, you know, uh, uh, Stephen Wright, uh, you know, uh, uh, these guys are Wendy Liebman, are uh, you know, great. Oh, God, wonderful. Right, in, in, in form, and I'm not saying they're not bad. That they're not great in in lengthy sets, but in four minutes, you get what Wendy Liebman's doing. I mean, that complimentary. Uh, I think for Jimmy Pardo, it needs to. You need to see more than that. And so I think that, that, that little, hey, let's go on Last Comic Standing and do two minutes, uh, that goes against what, what makes me funny. Uh, and certainly goes against an, an interesting story for 45 minutes. Holy shit. <laughs> 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 I awful. If you guys need to, if you need to get your wife to hear this, that'll cure her ill right there. Two things. Uh, Jake Johansson was just on the podcast last Friday. And your name came up and we talked about you. So you might want to listen to Jake. Jake Johansson and Ralph Harris were on together, and it was phenomenal. Let me tell you something. I, and maybe Jake told you the same thing. I've never met Jake Johansson. You haven't? I, in, I've been doing comedy since, uh, let's see, I opened up for Foghat in 78. <laughs> um, it was a great show at uh, Dirty Nellie's in Chicago. Uh, sure. It was, uh, no, I've, I've been doing it since the late 80s. I have never, I don't think I've even been in the same room as Jake Johansson. I actually which I think is insanity. I actually just met him, even though he's been on the show as much as you have, the KQ Morning Show. Uh, I just met him last Friday, person to person, because, as you know, I don't, I don't go into the station any longer. I was, uh, yeah, I, which I, I don't know how you manage that. It's the greatest gig in the world. Well, yours isn't bad. We'll get to it. We'll get to you in just one second here, pal. Me, Thomas. <laughs> but, this, this, this little hustle you're running to do radio from your house is fascinating to me. I love you, Jimmy. And I you, Tom. 
<laughs> I will give you an example of how I know that you can be funny in, in 60 seconds or less, actually, because you weren't here for it, but we did the the opening of the show before we got you on the phone, and we got to listen to you doing your Blue Valentine uh, speech. <laughs> You know what you mean? Timeless. That that was surrounded by some other comedy. It was in the moment. If I just walked on stage and did that, you'd you'd think, who's the crazy guy that should be in a park on a soapbox? (laughs) I was using my tears as lube. Yes. (laughs) Funny as hell. What did I say? Salt on salt action? Yes. (laughs) I think that's that's exactly right. I want to know. I tell you, we, we get very lucky. You've been podcasting now for what four years? No, six. Two thousand six. Six wow. years. Oh yeah, my uh, God. March of two thousand six, we started. Oh my God! Founding father. <clears throat> I know, right? Hey, you are a founding father. Yeah, but let Mar- let Mark Mary get all the credit, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm just this morning. I'm I'm going through one of my iTunes frustration days, and the reason for that is, and and maybe you could explain this to me because you've been doing it for six years. Um, all the guests that we've had on have full bars. Right? Mm-hmm. Jake Johansson, zero bars. Now, how is that possible? People don't care for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's not very funny. So. But I mean, they, they don't like his comedy. They don't like... Uh, now, who's that young lady there? Is that the daughter? That's my daughter. <laughs> the daughter. Love it. Really. The they daughter. Should be in school. Shouldn't these kids be in school? Well, they're, they're tw- 23 and 26. Old. It's never too late to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> it's never too late to get a degree. But, Just got a college degree. I'll go get another one. But you know what? Hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with higher learning. Now... Uh, can I explain that? I can't explain that. uh, No, I can't help you there. Because here's the deal. He has more downloads than anybody we've had. We had on all of last week. He had thousands of downloads and it shows up no bars and it's bullshit. And it drives me crazy. You know, I, I learned early on, I'll put you at ease, uh, I don't know if I will actually do that, but I learned early on that the whole thing on iTunes is like, an, and this is an overused phrase, but it's like a perfect storm of things to make the bars and the numbers and all of it happen. It, it's yeah. new subscribers, as well as downloads, as well as view. like everything has to come together in order for that to work. Uh, otherwise, like the same episodes would get the highest ratings at all times. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's all really convoluted, and once I realized that, uh, I stopped stressing about it because I was like, you know, I know I'm more successful than X, you know, whatever this show is that's ahead of me, right. uh, but yet they had, maybe they had more subscribers join today. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and then that makes that number jump up. Um, and then, oh, also reviews. Like, if you get reviews on a certain day, that could also jump you up in the, in the ratings and, and, and rankings and all that nonsense. So, uh, I just see that as one place to another place to avoid, so I don't go crazy. No, I'm sure that's true. Alex, we still, our reviews are all still like 99% positive, aren't they? I stopped reading them. Oh, you stopped reading them? Because the stupid ones made me irritated. Oh, Jesus. Hey. She is, uh, oh. It, it, She's it, already it, jaded. <laughs> but, but you know what? It's 100% right. You, uh-huh. you know, we have, you know, thousands of reviews. If I read one that says, "Why I wouldn't pay for this, well, then don't. Why are you writing that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously, I'd read some and it'd be all positive, And I'd be like, oh, yay, everything's wonderful. And then one person would be like, Alex should talk more. And I'd be like, these people are all idiots. I, you know what? I, 100%. It's like the one guy. It's like yeah. I can get a standing ovation in stand-up. And one guy will will be sitting down and walk out and not say good job, and I'll obsess about that guy. Apparently, for the four years I've been telling that story. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
there you go. No. You know, the other thing, uh, what was I, oh, I realized the iTunes is a way, uh, the reviews anyway, uh, the Bee Gees released a greatest hits a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and some guy's review was, haven't bought a single Bee Gees album, won't start with this one. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, certainly keep us posted on things you are or not. <laughs> yeah, and then and gave it one star. It's like how what how dare you? I know. Take that, BGs. Yeah, no. we'll show you. And by the way, I hear that's what killed Robin Gibb. I'm sure that is. If stress finally got to him, I, I have to give my my wife Catherine again, who's not here, all the credit. Well, she does an incredible job getting guests. I mean, she she saw that uh, the podcast uh, Podcastathon 2012 was coming up, so she said, "We well, got to get Jimmy Pardo on the show." That's so, nice. Absolutely. She, but she gets these great guests. I mean, Jake Johansson and uh, you know Steve, everybody you could think of. But I don't think, and I love her. But I don't know that she could get John Hamm on TomBernardPodcast.com. Well, listen, there's no doubt she can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no way. And, 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 no I, and I, I'm guessing that's what's keeping her in bed sick. Yeah, probably. It's got her all sick because you got him and, and she didn't. You know, I, I'm lucky in that John is a, uh, has been, was a friend before he became John Hamm. Really, uh, he was a guy that was just uh, you know working actor that uh, we played. I played poker with him, <clears throat> and uh, I just knew him as John at poker. You know, this guy that was a funny guy, and and uh, I would sit on a. This was a this was a game that they had a regular poker game that I would sit in every now and then. I'm not a big poker guy, but if they needed an extra guy, they would invite me, and I'd show up and lose money to these guys that played every week. And uh, John was one of those guys. And then a couple years went by. And uh, I was doing a, a version of the match game, the, the old game show. I was doing a live version at the UCB Theater here in L.A. Okay, all right. And uh, my co-producer on that, Scott Ackerman, said, hey, why don't we get John Hamm to do this? And I said, the guy from Mad Men? How are you going to get John Hamm? And he goes, we know John. It's John from poker. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I go, that's, that's John Hamm? And, and so from there, you know, I, uh, I, I, John came to do match game, and he said, he goes, hey, good to see you again. By the way, I'm turning everybody on the set onto your podcast. I, we all listen to it in our trailers. Oh, my God. That's phenomenal. And so I've become friends with Rick Summer because of that, who's a Harry Crane on, on Mad Men. and um, uh, John Slattery? A little bit. But uh, John Slattery, I've never met. Uh, Great guy. He was supposed to do my show last year, but he, uh, he had a, a family thing to come up that he had to cancel. Well, his character's a prick anyway. <laughs> well, you know what? And so I, so I say he is. <laughs> he must be. I have to do this justice, so I'll give it my my thirty uh, year voiceover career read for you, Jimmy. Okay, Smile Train partners with Never Not Funny and Jimmy Pardo to present the fourth annual Pardcastathon fundraiser. Jimmy Pardo and Never Not Funny are back to host the fourth annual Pardcastathon fundraiser to benefit Smile Train. This year's event airs from twelve to twelve, so it's from noon to midnight. Is that correct? Your time, noon, uh, wait, noon to midnight Pacific, so... Uh, so it'll be 2 to 2. 2 to 2, yeah. Uh, but I like 12 to 12 in 12. Yeah, how do you like that, right? Gorgeous. I like that a lot. Uh, kicking off at the noon uh, Pacific Standard Time on Friday, November 23rd, this Friday, Jimmy will be joined by co-hosts Matt Belknap and Pat Francis. But listen to this lineup of guests that Jimmy has for the podcast a 2012. John Hamm from Mad Men, Sarah Silverman from Wreck-It Ralph, Rob Cordry from Children's Hospital, and Scott Ackerman from IFC's Comedy Bang Bang. That's a hell of a lineup, sir. And, and by the way, those are just uh, the four names that have been released. Uh, I, I can now tell you Simon Helberg, 
Howard from Big Bang Theory. Oh, I love him. Oh, great. Oh. Which one is he? A nice Jewish boy. Howard. Uh, Howard. And, uh, there are other names that I am not privy to announce at this time, but they are uh, some of the biggest names on television. No big deal. Stopping by. We really, th- this lineup this year, we, and we've been blessed in, in having terrific lineups every year we've done this podcast. This year is going to blow the minds of some people. Uh, when these guests walk out, and uh, we are locking up the times and, and confirmations now, or else I would be able to tell you. Although part of it is the surprise of them walking out as well, but there are some. I have two guests that are just phenomenal. Well, John Hamm's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, listen, who cares? That's a poker buddy. No, <laughs> Uh, you know what? You're not wrong. And then, and then, you know, Rob Corddry just won an Emmy for oh, Children's Hospital. I love that show. It's a great it's show. So great. I tried to. Get, I actually did try to get Henry Winkler for this, and um, oh. he's on. Broadway. Well, and this is sad. He actually he he had to say no because he's on Broadway. But then his show just got. Uh, uh, it just closed yesterday. I think. Right. Right. Exactly. And um, so now I kind of don't want to go back and go. Hey, Henry, uh, you said you couldn't do it because of your show. Uh, you liar. <laughs> Happen? Want to do this? Isn't he a wonderful guy, though? Henry Winkler is a great interview. It is. Uh, you know, it's cliched in this town that you know Henry Winkler is the nicest guy in Hollywood, yeah. and I see no evidence against that. Uh, although the only evidence would be that I think Tom Hanks gives him a run for his money. Yeah, that's what I understand. I uh, one thing about Rob, I, I we have to get uh, Rob Cordry on on the podcast here because I interviewed him on the KQ Morning Show about he won't even remember this, but it was probably three months ago. And he started off, and he was kind of distant in the interview. wasn't really very forthcoming. And then about two minutes into it, he realized that I wasn't some jack-off in radio. Right? <laughs> so at the end of the interview, he goes, you know, this show isn't horseshit. <laughs> so sweet. I there is a defensiveness. A yeah. You know what? Starts Eddie, not way. wrong. i got to agree with that. <laughs> I mean, so, Jimmy, as you go around the country, I got to believe that doing radio is a monstrous pain in the ass. You know, it, it's I'm actually, and I, I'm very lucky this morning that you're, believe it or not, you're like my fifth one I'm doing today. Oh, yeah, uh, I believe that. It, it's one of those, you know, junket days. And but luckily, everybody today is great, and people I've been on with in the past. But there are so many, man, that like, uh. you know, why are you forcing comedy into a Kiss FM format? <laughs> Wants to hear this. No, it's true. The DJ doesn't want to do it. And by the way, he's not skilled to do it. And that's not an insult to him. He's a disc jockey. Right. You know, there's a dear, and you can know this better than anybody. There's there's personalities and there's disc jockeys. That's true. And so why are you ramming? Hey, we got got the comic here from uh, Bananas, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then they try to ram. Jimmy, what what can these people expect when they come to see you tonight? Oh, my God. That sounds like a good time. Don't forget, we got four tickets to give away. And then you see the phones not light up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because you haven't proven at all that you're funny because you haven't had the chance to. And uh, you know, it's awful. And, and again, I, it's not their fault. The, you know, the programming director or whatever is forcing this on them. Uh, oh, but God. yeah, it's awful. It's, and, and, and that said, there are personalities that are awful as well. You know, luckily, you know, you weed those out. You don't have to be on the phone with them. Yeah, what do you do? I, would, I mean, you've been around a long time. You talk to whoever you want to talk to. I, uh, I, my favorite is, and I've heard it happen in like when I'm on vacation or whatever. Because I don't really, I don't listen to morning shows here because I'm working then. Right. But I actually heard a guy once say, well, we'll just, it wasn't you, but we'll just say it was you. Mm. So, Jimmy, why don't you do your act for us? Mm. Oh, <laughs> Go. Oh, <laughs> Go. Go, Jimmy. Uh, Is it, 
And, and it happened. It, you're exactly right. Hey, Jimmy Pardo's here. What, you, like, give him a little taste. <laughs> He's so right on. Okay, give him a little. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of thought I was doing that naturally, sir. But you want me to ram down a. And then the bit always comes off stiff and awkward. Oh, yes. And they don't know when it ends because they're not listening because they're queuing up the next Justin Bieber. <laughs> Awful. When I think of Justin Bieber, I think of Jimmy Pardo. Sure. Hand in hand. Just hand in hand. <laughs> Make sure you keep these clips watered. We don't want their needles falling off of the best of the Tom Bernard podcast. Brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week. From Finesse Mitchell, Sean Patton, and Jimmy Pardo. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will see you next week.